7 o'clock. Thanks for joining us. Jam and cake today. Cake in four. Again? Again. Another day of cake. Come on. Oh Never get enough cake. Well, yeah. there might be some in the pile that disagree with that. Ah, you know what? I'm, I don't, I don't uh, know their names. You but. know, pile. Come on, pile. I think I, I will say this. I think Pyle has warmed up to me a little bit. There's a, the occasional. There was like the one guy who said I talk too much. When I well, was you and ho- Tony Romo, right? Because that's what Da was talking about. Tony Romo talking too much. Well, and it was the day that I was filling in for you. Like I was on that side of the. Well, you have to divide. talk a lot when you're. That's kind of what I was saying, but when you're in the command chair. The captain's chair. Of the yeah, the captain's chair of the Starship Team Sports Network Jim Davis show. Yeah. You have to talk a lot. It's that's just where it I think uh, that I think that person was just bored. Or maybe he was Yeah, you know. Maybe it was like someone I knew from a past life or something. Could be. Know. Could be. This is uh, even look, even all the years I've done this, I'm sure I know they're members of the pile. They're like, ah, Davis. Ugh. What are you doing? <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. We still appreciate times, you listening. No there's a, I, I, I always appreciate it. You do as well. Oh, yeah. And look, there are times, Pyle, when some of you make comments, I go, really? Really? That's what you're, you're going to send me today? Really? That's what you're going to go on about today? Come okay. On. Anyway, so it's... It, I like to think it's uh, good-natured ribbing. I think it's it, it generally is. sometimes maybe not quite so good-natured, but we're always glad to have you here. Well, thank you. Glad to have you here, Kay. Glad to have the pile here as well. Thank you for starting your Tuesday morning with us. We have Mav Day coming up later on. I will also talk with uh, Taylor Wagner outside the parameters of Mav Day. We'll talk with him at eight twenty this morning. Both Maverick basketball teams at Westminster. Got a little easier for the Maverick men tonight. They're not taking on a nationally ranked team, at least for the first time in a couple of weeks. So, Which just you know, goes to show you how good the Armac is this year. Yeah, Armac's really, really good. Black Hill State, Fort Lewis, and oh, oh yeah, the Colorado Mesa Mavericks. Those nerds. Yeah. Nerds! I can I can say that because my mom technically works for them, so. I know. I feel betrayed. I feel betrayed. She works at Colorado Mines now, and in yeah. her never-ending retirement, she's like, "I'm going to get a job at only the most, you know." Well, that's that's on that side of the hill, though. Your mom lives on that side of the no, hill. I know, that, I know, you know, but like, I have to remind her, like, you know, that every time we face each other, I have to, I am obligated as a alumnus and as someone who has whose company he works for has a strong working relationship. <laughs> With Colorado Mesa University. Is this an extension of the Tyler Franson drinking game? The TFDG? Absolutely. Except for this case, it's maybe maybe a glass of Chardonnay instead of a beer in case of your dad, the drinking game? Well, it's Rio's parameters are it's every time I mention my family. Okay, okay, it's now family. I didn't realize that the... It is umbrella Okay, I didn't realize that it expanded to... No, yeah, no, it's every time... Other family members, okay. Every time I mention my crazy wacky family it's but you know this early in the day it's water so you know, you know. well <laughs> or if it is a if you if you choose to imbibe uh, if, if you are imbibing make sure it's after the show exactly well if you're doing it now uh, maybe you're on vacation someplace listening a, a nice mimosa maybe a bloody mary something like that something like that right? yeah that'll, that'll work that'd probably work all right i have a lot to get to today let us in the broncos coaching search it looks like Sean Payton will get that second interview with the Broncos. What a shock. Uh-huh. What a shock. But it's being kind of held up by the interview with Arizona. I saw somewhere on Twitter somebody said, Sean, saw Sean Payton on my flight to Denver. I saw that too. That picture that he used was when Sean Payton was on the plane trip back from Miami after the Saints won the Super Bowl okay. in 2010. Because okay. what's cropped out of the photo that that guy used What's cropped out of the photo that if you zoom out, there's the Lombardi. Okay, so that's in Sean uh, there, we, lap. there we go. Okay, that explains. 
But the reports are that he plans on being in Denver, expect to meet tomorrow for a second interview. Mm -hmm. The only guy that's kind of off the table right now is D'Amico Ryans in terms of an interview this week with the NFC Championship game coming up. So, right. uh, But everybody else is in play. Dan Quinn, obviously, is in play. Because the Cowboys are out. Yeah, I've, I loved on the get-ups this morning. They show these viral videos of, of guys backing over their TV in the driveway. One guy punches his TV. Oh my God. Cowboys fans losing their minds. What are you doing? Do you? Uh, I, I've been I've been mad at the Broncos over the years. So have I. But, I, but I've never got to the point where I felt the need to go out and drive over my TV or punch the TV, maybe thrown stuff at it. That's of a softish nature because I don't want to have to buy a new TV. The prices are really good right now on TVs. I don't want to have to buy another TV. That's just stupid. It's it's incredibly stupid it's just, and just asinine. The destruction of your own personal property is all on you. All right, look. You, think, you think Dak Prescott's going to care that you no. destroyed your TV? Think that's going to make Dak feel worse about coughing it up twice in well, two already, moments in that game? He already probably feels crappy, especially after his team on their own social media platform <laughs> went in on him. Yeah, I just, I just don't think any of the Cowboys players are going to care that you I don't think ran over your TV or punched your TV. I so we didn't even really talk about it a whole lot yesterday. I didn't even realize like the last play of the game was bad because you know it was supposed to be like laterals and you know, you know, right tossing the ball around and the guy gets smashed right in the first point of contact. I didn't even realize until I rewatched the clip. It was Ezekiel Elliott snapping the ball to Dak Prescott yeah. from center, and then he gets crushed. What are you? doing dallas what are you like that's that's your genius galaxy brain gadget play gadget like you're gonna give zeke elliott the ball snap it from him to dak prescott he's gonna throw like a six yard outright or whatever in the hopes that you you know hook and ladder it or whatever and the guy gets smoked like what are you doing what are you doing? But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Moving on from, from the Cowboys. Mercifully. And angry fans there. Today could be, in this state, a day of jubilation. A day of, re a day of rejoicing for a fan base that hasn't had a whole lot to be happy about in recent years. And that would be the Colorado Rockies. Because today, around 4 o'clock, MLB Network will announce this year's class of Hall of Famers that will go to Cooperstown. It's going to be tight. It's, it's going to be, be close for Todd close. Helton. It's going to be very, very close for Todd Helton today. If if it doesn't, I mean, look, Rockies fans are already pretty depressed. All right? I, I see you on social media. If, if at 4 o'clock today, Todd Helton does not get inducted into the Hall of Fame or voted in or whatever, I don't think it's necessarily going to... Make Rocky, it won't make him happy, but it's probably going to be this like, uh, here we go again. If, if Todd it's finishes another disappointment, if Todd finishes around 73, 74%, because 75% is the threshold right. to get in from the baseball writers, I think I, I certainly, this, this is me taking the broadcaster hat off and the fan hat on. I'm, I'll be disappointed. Oh, for but sure. I'll, but I'll be honest, there was a point where I didn't think Todd Helton would get serious consideration for the Hall of Fame because of playing at altitude, playing right. at Coors Field, right. how the numbers are are skewed in the minds of many Inflated, baseball writers. Yeah. And and then I, I thought it would be really, really tough for him to ever get in. Larry Walker getting in was a game changer. Huge. Because all of a sudden... You looked at the numbers, uh, you know, adjusted, you know, ballpark adjusted, and you're going, wait a minute, guy's a great player regardless whether he played at Coors Field or not. Right. And and that's the case for Todd Helton. I was reading Jason Stark's column today on The Athletic. Because Stark, he put his ballot out. He puts it out, prints it, our article about it and everything on The Athletic. He voted for Todd Helton. And he said, so let's... Let's take a look at the numbers. 
for Todd Helton. Now, first, let's go voting percentage. That in 2020, numbers 29.2. This is vote percentage in the past. 2021, 44.9. 2022, 52%. Right now, the projection, this is from Hall of Fame election analyst Jason Sardell, it's about 71%, which is under the threshold. Right but now, it's more than it was before. Exactly. Right now, he's sitting at about 79.6%. That's with 45% of the votes, so that we know about what who have voted for him. Right. That writers that have put them out on social media and, and made it known who they have voted for. So he said, let's take a look at park adjusted OPS plus. And as, as one of the, the, the metrics to kind of measure Todd Helton, this is highest career OPS plus for retired first baseman since 1900. This is 2000 games played at first base. So some of these guys played other positions. So the, the, the benchmark is 2000 games as a first baseman, 2000 games at first base, Todd Helton, highest OPS plus baseball stadium adjusted since 1900 you said right that's the that is the criteria that we're looking for and or that jason stark used on this all right lou gehrig the iron horse 179 jeff bagwell 149 Willie mccovey 147 albert Pujols 145 fred mcgriff 134 todd helton 133 that so even when you adjust for ballpark effect Helton's on a list with four Hall of Famers and an, another guy in Albert Pujols who in 2027. Let's, good likelihood Albert Pujols will probably be a, a probably. baseball Hall of Famer. Another, I have no doubt about that. And another number that he used is the or tool that he used is the baseball reference neutralized data finder that he feeds Helton's career numbers into all different kinds of ballpark environments to see what would happen. He used Minimate Park in Houston for last year's column. This year he used Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia and Cincinnati's Great American Ballpark. Great American in particular, a, a launching pad. Right. That Helton's neutralized career stats, just to give you the quick breakdown, how it works out, that when you use these other ballparks, they're just in numbers. Uh, let's see. Well, let's go ahead and go through it. 07 Coors Field. A slash line of 310, 408, 527, 935 with 353 home runs, 2,448 hits. Citizens Bank, let's go with home run numbers here in hits. 341 home runs, 2,374 hits. Batting average of 304. 07, Great American. 305 batting average, 345 home runs, 2,391 hits. So... When you look at the numbers, he boosted his numbers by playing at Coors Field by four hits and less than one home run compared to those other ballparks. So there you go. So, as Jason Stark said, so that's going to be the reason you keep a guy out? Yeah, there, there's <laughs> your... You got, you got four more hits and one more home run? And let's be clear, across 2,000 games... You can find four more hits, you know, if if one errant pitch goes your way or yeah, I just yeah, one umpire call goes your way or not. That's minuscule. That's nothing. It's that that's that's laughable to go diminutive. Oh, look 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 how much it pumped his numbers up. And when you look at other ballparks and how they translate, no. Because if he played at Great American, if he played at Citizens Bank, do you think anybody would have went? Oh. Man, look at look at look at those inflated numbers that Todd Helton has. Holy crow, look at that. No, nobody would have said squat about it. This again is it because it's not a myth. There is something to be said about the effect of altitude. Absolutely. At Coors Field. It's why pitchers don't want to come play for the Rockies. It's one of the many reasons it's, yeah, it's really difficult. Great for hitters, not great for pitchers. But but when you hear people talk about the so-called Coors effect, it doesn't 
first of all, the Coors effect is something that happens if you're out at a bar late at night and you know you need an Uber home. <laughs> That's the Coors effect. The this idea that baseball hitters' numbers could be so inflated just because they play the majority of their careers at Coors Field. If that were true, like ostensibly there is a noticeable we're talking like increase of a hundred or more percentage points in batting average, you know, 10 or 12 more homers. I, I would you know. say, to me, that even 10 more home runs, yeah, that's more, but it's not like it's... If you, if you talk, say, you got an extra 100 base hits and let's say 25 more home runs, then you might go, okay, but we're talking one more home run and four more hits. And by the way, just for those that aren't, Sabermetricians, and I'm no, I'm, not. I'm not one either. On base plus slugging percentage, OPS plus players on base plus slugging percentage. It normalizes the number across the entire league and accounts for things like ballparks. So that's what OPS plus is. Right. And his numbers are as good as guys that are Hall of Famers. So my question to you today is this, pile: Does he get in today? If he doesn't get in today... How disappointed are you? Do you think he gets in next year? I think it's... I want to say he's going to get in today. I don't think he will, though. I think he'll come up short. Scott Rowland's right there on his butt. And for East Coast baseball writers... Oh, yeah. They love Scott Rowland. Look, Scott Rowland's a guy that probably didn't get appreciated enough for how good of a defensive third baseman that he was. That... I just I just think that if the number is close to 75%, you have to be happy as a Rockies fan because there was a day when I didn't think we'd ever see him in. And that's probably and it's, it's going to happen. It may not happen today, right. but the way the numbers are trending, the way the baseball writers look at Todd Helton's career much differently than they did a few years ago, he's going to get in. And that's a thing to celebrate. If that number goes up today and that number is close, you should celebrate that. If he's close to 75%, you should be thrilled. Obviously, it'd all be happier if he gets in. But I just your, your thoughts on that today, I, I just, you know, with, with, with Todd Helton, I just, to me, I've, you know, I've always had a lot of respect for Todd Helton. Right. He's had, at times, a troubled life off the field. Yeah, with with alcohol addiction and and you know the DUIs and some of the things that he's had happen to him, which there's no excuse for that. No, but I think Todd's also a guy that's tried to clean his life up and straighten straighten up his life, and and it's it's not like he was you know somebody that had to to go to rehab time and time again or had other drug addiction, other addiction issues. Always a guy that played his butt off, stoic. Was was a guy that would be perfect for the NHL because he's just he just was not a a real gregarious out you know other than hitting the big home run against the Dodgers and oh yeah you know and of course then he went to the World Series and you know there there are moments of Todd Helton being a really excited guy but there aren't very many and I had the chance one time to press conference the other time to interview him one on one just a very quiet guy yeah. A very, a very kind of shy guy in, in a lot of ways. A little reserved, but a hell of a defensive first baseman. Uh, was extremely polite the, the the times that I interacted with him, which were not lengthy periods of time. Right, and I just think he's one of the all time greats in Rockies history, and a guy that deserves to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame because he was that good and would have been that good if you would have put him anyplace else, the Los Angeles, Boston. Right. wherever he would have been that good. There's always the conversation for when you talk Colorado sports and you have the sort of Mount Rushmore of Colorado sports and the big four. You have Broncos, Rockies, Nuggets, and Avalanche. Broncos, obviously, that's John Elway. Avalanche, prior to guys like Nathan McKinnon, you could, I mean, it was pretty much Joe Sackick's to, you know, run away with and say he's the best. Avs player of all time. Nuggets, yeah, you could say, you know, you're, you got your names, your Alex Englishes, you know, guys like that. 
with the Rockies, it consistently number one, the 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 best player on that team and the m- most respected player on that team for years was Todd Helton. Yeah. I I, just, I have a question. One one more here before we have to get to uh, what's happening. Brought to you by Comwest. Where would you rank Todd Helton in all time? Colorado sports, not Rockies. Oh, I'm talking about the the Elways, the Alex Englishes. I mean, the list goes on and on. Manning, Sackick. Are we including current players? because uh, there's a guy who. I mean, you could. I mean, yeah, because McKinnon. Well, and, and Nikola Jokic. I was going to say there's a guy who yeah. plays for the Nuggets right now who's a two-time let's, reigning MVP. Let's let's make it just for the sake of this argument. Not active players. Non-active. Retired players. All-time Colorado sports figures. Where would you put him? Where would you put Todd Helton? Because you got Larry Walker in that group, too. You do, Who yeah. is already, already in the in Hall, Hall of Fame. fame. You know, Troy Tulowitzki, a lot of people love Tulo. I mean, even... I mean, if you go through the list, Dan Issel, David Thompson... Mello not real popular. No, he was good, but, but, but Mello needs to be given credit for what he did. He get helped to get this team to the Western Conference Finals. Right. TD Shannon Sharp, who had a little little dust up the other night. Yeah, that was a little awkward with the uh, with the Grizzlies. Oops. So, you know, of retired players, got to be retired. Where would you rank him? This is a great question for the pile. Yeah, I'm, I'm I just, having some. We're, I mean, we're because this is against this is against everybody else. This, this is, is not just field. a Rockies. Because if it Rockies, he's probably going to be one or two. It's like to so be Larry Walker, probably Todd Helton, right? They're one or two. It's like one A, one B at that exactly. And maybe Nolan would be in that conversation as well. Maybe too too low cargo. Those are guys who would, as far as the Rockies go, but against the rest of the field. And the field is an impressive field. It's dynamic. More would you rate him? So, we'd love to hear from you today on that one pile. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line 970-242-1340. It's time for... What's happening? All right, it's What's Happening, brought to you by ComWest, your technology partner. They help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology consistent and professionally. Things like business phone systems, like we have here at the radio station. Absolutely. Cybersecurity, network support, PC and server support, and backup and disaster recovery. Join their team now. Have ComWest on your side when... Well, things are going sideways for you with your computers. Give them a call today. ComWest, 970-242-8142. That's 970-242-8142 for ComWest. All right, lead things off with, if all goes well, Rockies fans could have another one of their all-time favorites going to the Hall of Fame. Around 4 o'clock today, MLB Network will announce the class for this year's Hall of Fame, and former Colorado first baseman Todd Helton could hear his name called. Helton's voting is trending around 79% from baseball writers, with 75% of the votes getting Helton into the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. The website Hall of Fame Tracker has Helton at 79.6%, but the number is with only 45% of the votes counted. Helton would join Larry Walker as the only Colorado Rockies in the baseball Hall of Fame. The younger brother of Nuggets star Michael Porter Jr. was intoxicated when he was driving and involved in a fatal car accident this last weekend in Denver. 21-year-old Corbin Porter has been charged with vehicular homicide and reckless driving after he ran a red light and killed another driver in South Denver. The Denver Post reports that Corbin Porter was slurring his words when police arrested him. Michael Porter Jr. was not involved in the accident. Corbin Porter plays basketball at Denver University. The Broncos coaching search continues this week after an initial first round last week. Multiple outlets are reporting that former New Orleans coach Sean Payton will have a second interview with CEO Greg Pinner, his wife Carrie, principal owner Rob Walton, and general manager George Payton. That interview could happen as soon as tomorrow in Denver. Payton interviewed with Carolina in person on Monday. The only coaching candidate that is not available for an interview this week is San Francisco defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans. Broncos second-year cornerback Patrick Sertan II is now an All-Pro. Sertan was named to the NFL All-Pro first team on Monday by the Pro Football Writers Association. Sertan has been selected as a Pro 
Bowl starter. The defending national champion Central Arizona Vaqueros are the preseason pick to repeat with the release of the NJCA Division I preseason baseball rankings. The Vaqueros beat Cali College Kansas 4-2 in last year's championship game at the Alpine Bank Junior College World Series. Central Arizona is followed by Walter State, Tennessee, McClendon, Texas, College of Central Florida, and Crowder College, Missouri. Five-time national champion San Jacinto, Texas is sixth. And they'll have a new mascot and color scheme. The Gators are now the Ravens. They'll wear the blue and gold. Ravens was the school's original mascot. And the college decided to go with just one mascot as opposed to having a different one for each campus. Cali College is seventh, followed by Wabash Valley, Illinois, and Iowa Western. Catch the JUCO World Series Memorial Day weekend on the Team Sports Network. The Montrose girls basketball team plays host to defending Southwesterling champion Fruita Monument when the two collide tonight at Lloyd McMillan Gym in Montrose. The 10-3 Redhawks look to slow down Wildcats forward Liv Campbell. The sophomores averaging just about 14 points per game. Liv is playing great. You know, such a great player, good kid. Really, you can tell she leads her teammates as well. And uh, I know they've played a tough schedule and, and, and they've been pretty, you know, seasoned. But they got a lot of weapons. Red Hawks coach Steve Skiff, the Southwestern League girls basketball title has run through Fruita Monument in six of the last seven years. The Wildcats look to begin the defense of that league title tonight against the only other team that's won a league crown in the last seven years in Montrose. 11-3 Fruita Monument's given up just 20 points in their last two games after holding Palisade to 12 and Battle Mountain just eight points. Montrose is averaging 46 points per game, and Wildcats coach Jeff Johnson says their defense will be tested. Hopefully our defense comes with us as well. Um, they, they say defense travels well, so uh, hopefully we can bring it to them defensively. I have a feeling we won't be able to hold them to just eight points, but uh, but we got the offense firepower where we could uh, score with them as well. 10-3 Montrose is led by senior Briar Moss at 12 points per game. Catch the game on the monkey. 95.7 in the Grand Valley, 93.5 in Montrose, a pregame at 5.45 tonight. And Cotterburn Mesa forward Trevor Baskins, the Armac Defensive Player of the Week. The redshirt sophomore from Denver scored 17 points and grabbed 15 rebounds. And the 23rd-ranked Mavericks won at 12th-ranked Fort Lewis. 14 of his rebounds were on the defensive end. Baskins averaging 15 points and 7.5 rebounds per game. Both CMU teams play at Westminster tonight with women's pregame at 445 on the team CMU Sports Network, brought to you by Ken Richards State Farm Insurance. And that's... What's happening? Brought to you by ComWest. If you're having computer issues... Need a new phone system? Call ComWest today at 970-242-8142. We'll take a break. We'll come back, talk a little nuggets. Coming up a little bit, we'll dive into college basketball with our insider, Wyatt Thompson. This is the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Good morning, gentlemen. What are the haps? The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, 731. Jim along with Cake today. Today could be the day that Todd Helton gets into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Or he'll be very, very close to getting in next year. We'll find out around 4 o'clock today the fate of Todd Helton, who just says, I just want to know. I'm just, he's obviously excited, anxious to find out if he gets into the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. So the question I asked before the break was, where would you rate Todd Helton among Colorado sports greats? And we're just going to go with those that are retired. Non-active. Because we could throw Nikola Jokic in there. could throw Carr. I mean, there are guys you could throw in there right now. But how about just those that are retired? Because that field is impressive enough. Yeah, with so, the Peter Forsbergs, the Joe Sackicks, the Patrick Waz, the John Elways, the yeah. Peyton Mannings, the Terrell Davises, Shannon Sharp. Yeah, so dur- during the break, these were some of the names that I came up with for our all-time sports greats in the Colorado sports pantheon. So you got Elway, Terrell Davis, Shannon Sharp, Champ Bailey, Peyton Manning, Rod Smith, Floyd Little, Ed McCaffrey to a certain degree, you know, for the Avs. Joe Sackick, Patrick Waugh, Adam Foote, Peter Forsberg. I threw in Ray Bork in there. I know he's probably more of a Boston guy, but, you know, he's still uh, he, yeah. he's still on. He's, yeah, like John Lynch. It's even even less with Ray, who, yeah. Alex English, Dan Issel, Dikembe Mutombo for the 
See, I would take the Bork off the list. You would take Bork off. I would. I wouldn't put John Lynch on that list. Guy, guys that didn't play very long in Denver. I mean, Lynch was there four years. Bork was what a season, I believe, well, or a part of a season. Well, Peyton Manning was only a Bronco for four years. Uh, close to five, but he also went to two Super Bowls, won a Super Bowl. Right. When that's a case where I'll take success. I think the same with TD, but TD was also a league MVP, Super Bowl MVP. Right. Won two Super Bowls. When you put, to me, I'll, I'll take shortened time in Denver with lots of hardware. Right. The hardware trumps the time. And with John Lynch, I think they got the AFC Championship game, and that was it. And for which and is not nothing, but well, and for for Peyton Manning too, it's that he stuck around Denver after his retirement. Yeah, he made it his home, and he embraced being a Bronco. And I, I, I just yeah, I, they're they're guys that that fit that criteria, and guys that don't. And I just think where, where does Todd Helton fit? Because who's okay? Very quickly, who's number one? Elway. Is it still Elway? I think so. I tend to think so as well. I think Manning's probably number two now. When you look at that list, it's literally a lot of Broncos at the top of the list. It is probably TDs up there. Shannon Sharp's up there. They're they're easily top five, if not top ten. And then you work your way to the Todd Heltons, the Larry Walkers, perhaps Cargo and Tulo. I guess you start out with representatives from from each organization. Who's your top two guys? Top two Broncos all time. Is it Elway and Manning? Elway and TD for me. Okay. Rockies. Larry Walker and Todd Helton. Todd Helton. Nuggets. Alex English and DeCambio Mutombo. Okay. And uh, Avalanche. Sackick and Patrick Waugh. Okay. So you can start there. Where does Todd Helton in that group that you just mentioned, where does he rate? It's towards the bottom. Probably probably so. So Because that's so four times two, so that's eight. He's probably seven or eight yeah. out of that list. And then if you throw in everybody else. Now, Kenny says on the text line, Chick-fil-A breakfast team text line, 970-242-1340. He says top 15, probably top 15. I I can't argue with that. I can't either. No, I, I think Helton would be, as far as in this state, would be easily top 15. But this, again, this gets back to something that was kind of touched on with some of the other players that are in contention for the Hall of Fame this year. This isn't... Colorado sports writers in the Colorado Baseball no, this is, Hall of Fame. This is the National Baseball Writers. This is the National Baseball Writers Association. This is the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. And there's, you know, Broncos fans have railed about it for the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the so-called East Coast bias. You know, and there's probably some of that lingering I can't remember the name, but there was somebody else that you mentioned who was right on Todd Helton's tail. Scott Rowland. Scott Rowland. But, I mean, on, the, on this year's list, you got Gary Sheffield, you got Jimmy Rollins, you got Scott Rowland. You've got Jeff Kent, former Rocky Houston Street on this list. These are these are the guys that are up for the Hall of Fame. Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez, Andrew Jones, Bobby Abreu. So Jason Stark, who he voted for, here's who he voted for. Okay. Todd Helton. All right. Carlos Beltran. Makes sense. Jeff Kent. Okay. Scott Rowland, Jimmy Rollins, Gary Sheffield, Billy Wagner. Wagner is a stud closer. No A-Rod, huh? No A-Rod, no Andy Pettit. And then everybody else, you're kind of going, eh. Omar Vizquel was pretty good. But none of the rest, like like Matt Cain. Matt Cain was a good major league starter, not a great starter. Had had great moments in his career in San Francisco. Right. But like Mike Napoli. But party at Napoli's during the time he's with the tribe. Now the Guardians. That 
Mike Napoli is a really good kind of journeyman guy catcher in Major League Baseball. You know, Andrew Jones was was a hell of a center fielder, hell of an outfielder, but Jason Stark did not vote for him. You know, guys like J.J. Hardy, J.J. Hardy's not good again. Jacoby Ellsbury, no. Andre Ethier, no. Francisco Rodriguez, no. Those are guys that are not going to get in. Jared Weaver, no. But it's interesting that Jason Stark has thrown his full support behind Todd Helton. And he's a guy that, that has clout right? among baseball writers. He's a guy that has a lot of clout. All right, so Texter Collis, does Helton get in today? Also, where do you rank Todd Helton among retired all-time Colorado sports greats? Is he top 15, top 10, top 5? Where's he on the list for you? Text or call us 970-242-1340. Wyatt Thompson, Voice Can State Wildcats coming up in just a moment. Want to get to a couple quick Nuggets things here. Mentioned uh, Coven Porter, the brother of uh, Nuggets star Michael Porter Jr. that uh, was arrested for vehicular homicide and reckless driving involved in a fatal crash to the intersection of South University and uh, Bucktail Boulevard just before 2 o'clock in the morning on Sunday. Police allege Porter was driving around 50 miles an hour headed east on S, uh, East Bucktail Boulevard when he ran a red light at South University Boulevard and crashed into a driver who was headed north on the university. Katarina, uh, Katharina Rothman was killed. She was the one driving. Died from blunt force trauma. When police arrested Coben Porter, slurring his words and reeked of alcohol. Yeesh. Had oh, bloodshot and water, watery eyes, slurred and mumbling speech, and the strong odor of alcohol on his breath. The results of his um, blood alcohol levels, those results are still pending. Booked into a Denver jail, released on a $20,000 bond about 4 o'clock Sunday afternoon. Of course, currently plays for Denver University. And he was injured during the offseason and had un, un, unable to practice with his team this year uh, because of that injury. He's still on the team's roster attending classes at DU, which I understand at the moment. There's a process. Uh, th- th- there's a process that this has to go through. And, um, but I would say probably he will not be playing for Denver University much longer. Probably not. Or probably attending that university much longer because he faces far more serious things in his life yeah. involving the legal system than whether or not he's still going to be going to DU. That's what happens to guys, man. They, they're they not around their team. They start hanging with other people. They get bored, frustrated, whatever, because they can't play. They can't be part. And that's where it's tough when guys are hurt of whether it's the pro level or the college level of, of keeping guys engage with their teammates keeping them involved with with the team and and trying to find a way to avoid things like this from happening because guys get when they're injured they're they're doing their own rehab they're not able to practice right they're not going to necessarily go and just sit at practice and so guys get they get bored and they do stupid stuff like this they get drunk, get behind the wheel of a car, and they're out at 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm, it's not good. Not good at all. Nuggets, by the way, they will travel to play New Orleans tonight, take on the Pelicans. Nuggets, of course, 33-14. and 14. Pelicans, 26-21. and 21. And uh, we'll see tonight if, indeed, Nikola Jokic is playing. Of course, he's set up the last couple of games with a hamstring injury. Likewise for Michael Malone being there. He's been on the health and safety protocol list. Uh, the last couple of games as well. We'll have uh, Nuggets in Milwaukee tomorrow night here on the team, but uh, tonight we'll have uh, Colorado Mesa basketball when the Mavericks play at Westminster. That's tonight on the team. Sports Network, 742. Wyatt Thompson coming up in just a couple minutes. It's time for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. All right, what do you have, Cake? We go to Fox 5 in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Tisha Lewis delivering the sports report, sort of. 
Former Washington Capitals coach Bruce Boudreaux has been fired by the Vancouver Can Canucks. The team announced the change Sunday, less than a week after president of hockey operations Jim Rutherford said major surgery was needed to fix the Canucks. Rick Tukin was hired. So for those, yeah. for those keeping track at home, Boudreaux is actually Boudreaux. Yep. Uh, Canucks, which sounds more Canadian <laughs> than, than Canucks. Than Canucks. Uh, and Tukit is actually Tockett. Be Rick Tockett. NHL uh, announcer on NHL what tonight or whatever. It is on TNT. Yeah. Studios. They had to buy, buy out his contract. Or I believe there were some contract issues there. Yeah, it's Rick Tockett. Bruce Boudreaux. The Canucks. We've, we have all had those days. Uh, this I, I'm reminded of, I believe this was Ryan Grizz, who had uh, Sean... Sean Rubalk? Rubalk? I can't even say his name. Rubakawa. Rubakawa. Morning, Sean. Rubak, Rubak Club. Club uh, look, Okawegbunam screwed it up massively. There's other names I've screwed up massively. But Bruce Boudreaux. Boudreaux. Vancouver Canucks. Canucks. Rick Tockett. Tockett. No, I've managed to avoid screwing those up. All right, 744. Wyatt Thompson joins us next on The Jim Davis Show. First of all, it's hilarious. Warped, twisted individuals. Yes. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Talking college basketball with the team's insider, Wyatt Thompson. On The Jim Davis Show. With us on the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, he is the voice of the number five team in the nation, the Kansas State Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson with us. Good morning, Wyatt. How are you? Well, I'm doing pretty well, despite the cold and foggy weather in beautiful Ames, Iowa, where we play tonight at 8.05. His Ames <laughs> really beautiful, though. I mean, really, come on, Wyatt. You can, just between you and me. I mean, nobody else. Probably, nobody a, little, probably a little short of that. But yeah, okay. It's a, it's a, you know, my, my biggest thing is, I, I, you know this, I spent 13 years in Colorado sunshine is a wonderful thing it happens 300 days a year there maybe 130 days here <laughs> yeah and that that might be a little bit generous you know when it comes maybe. to that might be yeah. giving him a you know like maybe 10 extra days of actual sunshine there <laughs> but uh yeah. but this has been quite quite a ride for uh, the kansas state wildcats the the overtime win over kansas and then uh, the win against texas tech i mean the number five team in the nation right now this is this is a fantastic start to the season for this basketball team. Well, and it's one that I think has surprised virtually everyone. Uh, a lot of national attention right now. We've landed. When we, when we come to Ames, we leave Manhattan and fly to Des Moines, and then um, uh, the team buses up to Ames, which is another probably 45, 50 minutes. Well, Tom Gilbert, who's our media relations director, uh, and I and a, our ticket gal was in a in a car following the bus, and I, I don't know if in all the years that I've known Tom that he actually shut his phone off, but he did yesterday on the drive from Des Moines to Ames because <clears throat> the request just came in and he's keep they kept coming and he he just said enough I I can't even can't even keep up with it trying to fill all of this I can't do it that's incredible. Yeah, I mean, you've I mean, you've been around this team when they've had great success. Yeah. But have you been around th this this is a different environment. When you're a top 10, top 5 team like the Wildcats are right now. It's it's a, it's a different feeling, isn't it? Well, it is. And and it isn't just that though, Jim, and you know that. I mean, you you follow this. There's the Jerome Tang angle which a lot of the college basketball writers are really enjoying. Um, we, <laughs> as a matter of fact, Jeff Goodman, who does a really good job, was around our program for a couple of days there surrounding the Texas Tech game, and, and there have been many others. I'm just using him as, as an example. But then uh, this coming Saturday, we host Florida in the Big 12 SEC Challenge, and, of course, there's the Keontae Johnson angle. He's the young man who is starring for K-State who had been at Florida, collapsed on the floor um, with a heart issue and, and missed basically two seasons. And now the Gators come to Manhattan this weekend. So 
Then you have Keontae playing great. You have Marquise Noel, who was a midseason All-American. I mean, there are a lot of really cool things going on. So you're right. I, I've, I've experienced a couple of Big 12 championships in my time at K-State, or at least a share of one. Uh, been to a couple of elite eights and those kind of things, but this is just different. It just is, and, and it's a good thing. Good different. Absolutely. We'll talk about your matchup with with number twelve Iowa State here in just a moment. But let's go back to that win at Bramlage against Kansas, defending national champions, arch rival of the Wildcats. You get them by a point in overtime, and there has to be fewer, more satisfying wins. I guess. Why does that, the best way I'm trying to describe this? As a broadcaster, then get to call call a game, an overtime game, where you beat your your the program's biggest rival. Oh yeah, and not only the biggest rival, but the defending national champions yeah. and a team that has really been pretty dominant over the last. I mean, if you think about, you start adding up the years between Roy Williams and Bill Self and what they've done, it's just mind boggling. And I know they've lost three in a row. I get it and they're not what they were a year ago, that's pretty obvious. But still, it's just the, the name, it's the mystique, it's the tradition and the history. Um, it, it's, it, it was, <laughs> I, I came to K-State in 2002, and I've done a lot of games in Bramlage. It was every bit as loud for that game as, as, any, uh, as I've done. And we had Missouri in there a few times, Kansas in there a few times, and others that you didn't think it could get much louder. But, I mean, just... It's hard to describe unless you're there. It's just it's crazy. Wyatt Thompson, Voice Kansas State Wildcats or College Basketball Insider, joins us every Tuesday on the Team Sports Network. And TCU goes uh, you know, goes to Lawrence. They they, they get a, a, a huge win there. Uh, you guys had lost to TCU a, a few games before, uh, prior to that. I guess with Kansas, I mean, you lost to TCU, a loss to your Kansas State Wildcats. I know that they're not quite the same team that the, the won the national championship, but what's going on with Kansas right now? Well, I think the biggest thing is is let's go back and recapture what they lost. <laughs> In your area, you're probably familiar with the name Christian Brown with the Nuggets, right? Absolutely. Uh, Ochai Abaji, David McCormick, Remy Martin. I mean, that's 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 two pros and two guys that are making a living overseas playing professional basketball. That's a pretty big hit. Um, they, I mean, they basically reloaded with three McDonald's All-Americans, but only one of them is really contributing at the moment. And and what's really unique is, is what's probably the biggest difference with Kansas, to, to answer your question, is they always seem to have a rim protector, whether it's Joel Embiid or somebody like that, not this team. Um, as a matter of fact, the guy playing the five position for them, um, it's really a three-man that they moved there out of necessity. So that's probably the biggest difference. With that said, they're still coached really well. They'll get better. They'll fight through this. They win a lot of games. But what they're fighting this time that's different is, and you mentioned some of the teams, but, but TCU, Kansas State, Iowa State, Texas, Baylor. <laughs> I don't know that our league is, is – ever been any better than it is right now uh, top to bottom that's it's crazy but it's so number five kansas state at number 12 iowa state tonight and jaron holmes for them their leading scored almost 13 points per game but you look down the list for the cyclones it's a pretty balanced scoring attack yeah and the other thing that's uniquely different for my money is and I really am a fan of T.J. Osselberger, their head coach. He's, he's paid his dues. He finally got uh, a chance to be a head coach. And then uh, he's just done su- such a good job. But the point is, is they are really, you could argue, the best defensive team in the league right now. They're giving up only 59 points a game. And, and this is 2023, man. <laughs> That's pretty darn good. Um, they, they may play a little shorthanded tonight. We're under the assumption that Caleb Grill will be a, uh, a questionable or doubtful type of guy uh, going into the game. He's their two guard. He's a kid from Kansas, uh, played at Mays High School. K-State recruited him. Uh, that that would hurt them. And, and they're going to get better, too, because Jazz Koontz, one of their really fine uh, wings, has been out since December with a broken bone in his hand. And I'm told that he'll be back within 10 days to two weeks. So they get those two guys back and look out they're, because they're good, man. They're 14-4 and four and um, – Really, a rock solid team. League's just up and down, just way good. Yeah, no doubt about that. 
and very quickly, why the time we have left here, Purdue back to being the number one team at 19-1. and one. Alabama, then Houston, they dropped to number three. They dropped, obviously, a couple spots after that loss to Temple, 56-55. How, how shocking was that to see Houston lose to Temple and drop out of the top spot? Well, I was surprised by it, and I watched some of the game, and I, I got to give Temple a lot of credit. I, I, I know they've been a team that has won a couple of really good games like that, but they've also dropped a couple of games. So uh, it's all about consistency, right? Houston's been pretty consistent, but they were just enough off. That, and, and Temple led most of the day. That was a really, really, really good win. But I think when push comes to shove, I think Houston's still one of the best five, six, seven, eight teams in the country, and they're going to be there at the end. Hey, Wyatt, have a great call tonight. So thrilled to see uh, your Wildcats crash the, the top five party in the AP Top 25, <laughs> and uh, hopefully they, they, they stay up there the rest of the way. I appreciate the time. We'll talk to you next week. You got it, partner. Great talking to you. Likewise. Take care. Wyatt Thompson, voice of the Kansas State Wildcats, our college football and basketball insider. Big one tonight, number five, Kansas State, at number 12, Iowa State. All right, we will take a break. We'll come back with uh, hour two next hour. Taylor Wagner, Colorado Mesa women's basketball coach, Maverick women at Westminster tonight here on the team. We'll talk with them, break that one down around the NFL, the latest on the Broncos coaching search. We'll uh, dive into that. We'll also have four down territory coming up. We'll put uh, pole dancing on hold for this week. So we'll have a little four down territory coming up next hour as well. And your chance to win with triple play record stadium cinnamon, cinnamon, excuse me, not cinnamon, cinnamon, mate. I don't think they have any cinnamon there. But they might have some cinnamon at uh, Junction Square Pizza. Something main. It's the downtown double play with triple play where you can win a gift card to triple play records. Also, you can win a small antipasto salad to Junction Square Pizza at 7th and Main. Your chance to play coming up next hour on the program. Text or call us. Do you think Todd Helton gets into the Baseball Hall of Fame today? Your thoughts on that? Text or call us on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line 970-242-1340.